Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to 2N Power You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about Tomorrow Starts Today. This is a teaching podcast. As always, grab your Bibles, take some notes if that's what you desire to do. If you are a first-time listener, we so appreciate you today, and I believe you will enjoy the show. Let's start out like we always do with a quote of the day, and it starts like this. What God does for others, he does for me and more. I want to read that again. What God does for others, he does for me and more. Now let's look here at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 17 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 through 18. This, in my estimation, is a familiar passage of scripture. Once I start reading it, I'm sure it will be familiar to you. Notice what it says. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This is a powerful scripture. And it has so many jewels here. And I'm not going to unpack it, but I will say I entitled this show Tomorrow starts today because I wanted us to really see some things about what we need to do right now, because ultimately all we have is now. That's the only thing that we have. We don't have tomorrow because it's not promised to us. But if we do wake up tomorrow, at least we started the process today of making sure that we are checking boxes, that we're becoming the best version of ourselves, that we are getting closer to God, that we are finding out what our purpose is, our destiny, that we will make sure that we are living by the truth of God's word and not our truth, as a lot of people are coining and phrasing it today. When in fact, it's just your reality. But God's truth never changes. We know realities do based upon trials and tribulations and things that are going on in our life. One of the things that I love about this scripture here is that the writer lets us know that whatever we're going through, it's just a light thing. And it's just for a moment. And moments have happened in all of our lives. I know that they've happened in mine. And sometimes when moments happen, it just seems like the nights will never turn to day. But if you live a little while, and I'm sure that some of you that are listening to me have, you realize that what we are going through is just a light thing. It's just for a moment. But I'm telling you, man, as the scripture says, but it's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Everything that we're going through is for something greater. It's never really for something to take you out. It's for something to take you up. But generally, we don't see it that way. So when we talk about this transforming our tomorrow, 
It's something we need to do today, obviously, and it's a matter of personal development. I really am a lover of personal development because what I love about it is, is that I don't need anybody really to help me do this process. I got to do the work myself. And I know that can be a challenging thing too. And that's one of the reasons why our tomorrow is so frustrating. Many people are afraid of tomorrow. You have people that are listening to me right now and people around the world. They don't even want tomorrow to come because they know it's going to probably be the same thing. It's probably going to be a different version of it. And it's just going to be far more worse. And so some people right now, they don't even want tomorrow to come. Tomorrow is just a frightening thing. But if you can, please hear me clearly. If you can start preparing right now for tomorrow, and I'm going to give you four things that I want you to consider that you need to do or that you can do so that when tomorrow comes, if you are alive to see it, you'll be far better prepared than what you may feel you are right now. So again, our transforming power is right now. You got everything you need right now. And I know some of you probably think that's ridiculous because you may feel like I need money. I don't have that right now. I need this. I don't have that right now. I need more resources, more connections, whatever. But can I tell you something? What you really have inside of you is all that you need. And it really took me a long time to really grasp that. Because when you tell people that, they really look at you with a side eye. They really look at you with a jaded expression. And I've been there, but I want you to know that every solitary thing that you need to get to the next level is inside of you. The issue is you just haven't discovered it. And when you discover it, It's going to take your life to places you never thought it could go. So let me again give you four things that I think would be so important for your life. And I want you really to lock into this. Number one, God's design for growth. God has a way that he wants to grow you. Now, this podcast is for Christian believers, but if you are not, I want you to consider hearing what I'm saying, because this is just not a bunch of made up nonsense, especially if you believe in God, but you've never given your life to Christ. Now, notice again, God's design for growth. The world got a way that it want to help you, but God has the best way because he created the world. So do I want to counterfeit or do I want the real thing? You got to ask yourself that question. I want the real thing. I think you want the real thing. And here's the thing about what we have to understand when we say that God's designed for growth. That when God looks at growth, he doesn't look at it like the world does. You know, we look at, or should I say the world looks at growth by virtue of dollars and cents and how much money you have and how many cars you got, how many houses you got. See, when God looks at growth, he looks at growth through obedience. See, we know we're growing when we can obey and do what God says do. Many times we're not growing because we just don't trust God enough to do what he told us to do. And so when you have that breach in that relationship, you just simply cannot grow. It's like a parent to a child. The parent is telling the child this. He's doing it not because he's necessarily close to the parent, but he's fearful of his life, especially if he's a kid. He's like, well, I got to clean my room because if I don't, I might get hit upside the head. Certain things might be taken away from me. So 
as a kid is beginning to grow and he's beginning to trust his parent, and as the parent is beginning to trust the child, there's something that's there. The obedience is there because I love my mom. I love my dad. I want to do what pleases them. I want to do what they've asked me to do because they have some wisdom. They got some knowledge. They got some understanding. They've been here before. They're trying to help me to grow. And this is what the Lord is trying to help. He's trying to help you to grow, but you've got to be a willing participant. And God has a designed way he's going to grow you. May I say this to you? It's not going to be the way everybody else is doing it. It's not going to look, it's not going to feel the way everybody else is looking and feeling in the world today. Even if you are a Christian, God has a personal way that he's going to grow you because everybody don't grow the same. So it's okay to do it God's way. Notice what the scripture says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. This is the NIV version. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, this scripture is for all Christians, but the way that this is going to be fleshed out is going to be different upon each person. So check this out, and it's right here in the Bible. But grow in grace and knowledge. Grace is divine empowerment to do the assignment God has ultimately called you to do. This is why we got to grow into it. But the knowledge comes from how close you want to be to God. You are as close to God as you want to be. So a lot of people are saying, well, I just don't know the Lord. I, I just don't have a relationship with him. I wish I could be closer to him. Well, you can you are as close as to God as you want to be. So we have to cut some things out of our diet that might be hindering us from getting close to God. So there's some things we need to know. When we know certain things about God, we calm down, we relax, and we know it's going to be okay. And we know we're going to get to the finish line. And we know whatever happens between now and then, I'm going to make it. A lot of Christians capitulate and turn back because of this very verse of scripture. They don't truly have any knowledge about the one they say they want to get close to. You have to know God in a real sincere way. You got to know what he's up to in your life. You got to know what he designs and desires you to do. If you don't, it's going to be a problem. And the reason for this personal development is because it will align with God's desire for us to grow in grace and in knowledge. It also allows us to become more Christ-like and fulfill our potential. You have potential. Everybody has potential. But until it manifests, that's all it is. You want your potential to become a reality. So I want to encourage you today when we talk about our tomorrow starts today, when we talk about our own personal development, we got to understand that God has a design way that he is going to grow you. And when you grow in obedience and you do what he tells you to do because he ultimately knows what's best, it's going to work out. So don't trip. We only trip because we don't know. I've never been afraid of anything that I know I'm going to come out of. It's the things that we don't know. It's the things that we're just trying to figure out. And that's okay. But when we are in a relationship with Christ, he telling you, as he's telling me, that we have to realize that when we truly know that God loves us, everything is for our own personal design growth because he has this thing called life figured out. Number two, stewardship of talents. This is important because if your tomorrow is going to start today, if your tomorrow is going to start right now, you got to realize that God has given you something at birth. 
He's giving you a talent. He's giving you something. And then when you get saved, and then when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has gifts that's going to help you in the thing that he's called you to do. So God is so good. Nobody on the planet, God is so awesome that nobody on the planet doesn't have anything that they can contribute. God would never have you on the planet and you don't have nothing to give. You don't have nothing to contribute because God is the giver of all gifts. Here I go again. The problem is we don't know what God has given. So we've got to steward those talents once we know. Here's what that word stewardship means, that it don't belong to you. It belongs to God. So many times we're waiting on people to help us. We're waiting on people to do this and to do that. Well, God has given you something specifically that you can do to help yourself. The real question is, do you know what that is? Well, until you do, you're going to be stuck in life. You're going to be frustrated in life. The Bible talks about when the prophet went to the woman's house, he said these words to her. He says, what do you have in your house? He would have never asked that question if he didn't know something was there. Now, when we talk about house, we're not talking about necessarily a brick and mortar house. Well, in that day, he wanted to know what you had in your place of dwelling. But when we talk about it from a spiritual context, what do you have inside? Most people I talk to don't know. Well, I don't know. I think I can do this. I, I think I can do that. Maybe I can do this. Man, you can't come out on no maybe. You got to know what you possess. Notice what the scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. The NIV says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. There's that grace again in its various forms. That's the NIV translation of this particular scripture. One of the things I want to point out is it says you should use whatever gift you got to serve others. So watch this. What you have been given is not just for you. It's for other people. One of the things that I don't like about the body of Christ that I really wish we would talk about a little bit more is that we have to learn how to usher our gifts out from one another. There's no reason for discouragement. There's no reason for depression. There's no reason for going out without a lack of whatever it is, finances or wherever people are finding themselves in the body of Christ. When God has given too many gifts, the problem is we sitting on the things that God has given because we think that if I use it to bless somebody else, what am I going to get? What's the law of reciprocity that we're ignorant of? Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So if you want something, you need to give it away first. You need to sow it. We're waiting in frustration, but what we need to do is sow what we have. The scripture says it. And this is how you're going to begin to grow. Here's another reason here in my point number two. Personal development helps us identify and nurture our God-given talents and abilities, enabling us to serve God which will bring glory to his name. You want to bring glory to God. Oh, look at my son. He wants to do things for us. Why? Because he wants us to look at him in the light and say, man, I made my parents proud. That's what children want to do. That's what kids want to do. No matter how young or old they are, if they got parents, they want their parents to be proud of them. Same thing with God. And he authored this. So when we bring glory to God's name, he can look at us and say, man, I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you, daughter. You've taken your gift. You've developed what I've given you. You wouldn't like those in the Bible, Matthew 25, and that other person, he dug a hole and he put his gift in there. No, God wants something in return for the thing 
that he has given. So this is why today you need to discover what you have. And I know this is probably not popular. This may not get any likes. You may say, I know this. Tell me something I know. But people say this all the time. I hear it. They say, well, I know this, but they're not doing nothing. They say they know, which says to me, you don't know. I'm telling you, you can start your process right now. If you would just but discover what God has given you, he's given you something and you got to be serious enough. Pain is good because pain helps you discover some things. Hurt is good because it helps you discover some things. This stuff is in your life so that you will discover what you have, not just to help you but to help other people. And we should not be in this type of pain and agony and defeat when in fact God is so intelligent that he has downloaded all of these gifts, all of these spiritual gifts, all of these talents, all of these resources, and everybody ought to be able to enjoy God and go through life amidst all the challenges and know that somebody's going to pour into me like I'm going to pour into somebody else. Number three, overcoming obstacles. This is so important because sometimes Christians think that God is going to remove the obstacles, but he's not because he wants soldiers in his army. He don't want weak people in his army. See, you are made in the valley and not on the mountain. You are not made in the good times. You're made in the bad times. You are not made when it's sweet. You're made in the bitterness. You're made when things are just not tasting good in life. You are made when things just are awful, when you don't feel like you're going to live another day. You got to learn how to take what you have in these situations and say, I'm going to overcome these obstacles. You really truly don't know what you have until you in a dogfight. You really don't know the heart that you have, the spiritual toughness you have. You don't really know if you can truly trust God or not until you get a bad report. These things God doesn't bring, but he uses them. God will use whatever is there to help you to overcome obstacles. And obstacles are all a part of it. When I was younger, we would have these obstacle courses. Some of it was doing sit-ups or push-ups or jump ropes or climbing certain bars or whatever it was in the gym. And some people would tap out. They would get to the first, they would get through the first two parts of the obstacle course, but there were three more. And then they would get to the third part or the fourth part and they couldn't do it. And you know what they would do? They would quit. But you know what? I would look at it and I would say, man, this is daunting. But one of the things that helped me get through the obstacle course is because I trained for it. Most people didn't train for it. And when you don't train for things, you have to take today and start training for the things that you know life will bring. And the things that are uncertain, trust me, if you do enough training on self, when you do meet that obstacle, you know you're going to accomplish it because of certain things in your life that you've gone through. As a matter of fact, I don't want anybody helping me who haven't been through anything. What gives people confidence is when they know you have been through through some obstacle courses. When people say to me, this is bad, I look at it and say, nah, it's not that bad at all. And they say, well, why do you feel that way? Because I've been through it and I know how to get you through it. And see that this is why we can't knock 
what we've been through because it's the things that you have gone through in your life that gives you credibility to be able to help somebody. It gives you credibility with God. And he said, hey, I didn't take you through this so that you could go sit on the couch and put your feet up. I took you through this because I'm going to send some people around you who are going through the very thing that I brought you out of. And you're going to help them. You're going to minister to them. This is why we have obstacles. This is why we have challenges. This is why we have difficulties so that we can get tougher. Here I go again, so that we can grow, so that we can know our God and do great exploits. Your Bible that you read was delivered to you in a great deal of warfare with those that were writing it, with those that God used. He used their life to pin these passages by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you read these scriptures, these ain't just words that's just on paper. No, this was somebody's life that was going through a tough time. And that word got them through. And I want to tell you something today. You're going to write your own word. And when you begin to give it to other people, it's going to be that word that God gave you in the dark season of your life that when you stand and declare and minister that to somebody, it's going to bring them hope and it's going to help them understand that they can make it through whatever situation that they've gone through. Notice again here, we want to read this scripture in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Here's a familiar passage of scripture when we talk about overcoming obstacles. You know this verse, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. This is why you can do it. God is going to give you the strength. That strength is grace. That strength is his anointing. That strength is his favor. You got to have these things to be able to make it through. And a reason for your own personal development is because this equips us with the skills, the resilience, and the faith to overcome obstacles and challenges with God's strength and with his guidance. Your tomorrow is starting today. It's starting right now. And finally, number four, the fruit of the spirit. This is so key when we talk about doing the work right now. Here's what the scripture says in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. Here's what the NIV says. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is powerful. I'm going to read it to you again. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's the fruit of the spirit and not fruits. So contained in this fruit, you have all of these ingredients. And this is why we got to grow. Because right now you may be in a season where you need to cultivate love. And you can't cultivate it. You got to get it out the dirt. See, these things, the fruit of the spirit is growing. This is why when we grow in our personal development, we ought to come out with something. You need to cultivate your love in this season. Maybe you're in a time right now where you just don't have no joy. You can't just live your life with no joy. Here's my acronym for joy. Jesus, others, and yourself. In that order. Jesus, others, and yourself. So nobody is left out. This is why we need joy. But you got to cultivate joy. 
It's just not going to happen because you saved. It's just not going to happen because you love God. Maybe you're in a situation where you have no peace, where you got to cultivate it. Peace is just not given. You have to cultivate it through keeping your mind stayed on Jesus. Forbearance, kindness, all of these ingredients that I'm giving to you is something that you have to cultivate. You got to grow this. And when you do, you're going to come out with something that you never had before. These are like weapons, man. Can you imagine cultivating love when people mistreat you? You don't trip because you're like, I'm going to love you anyway. When things in your life don't look the way that you thought they would look, you don't trip because you're like, I got joy and peace. I got some forbearance. I got kindness. I got that in my heart. So I'm not going to let anybody tempt me to have a bad day. I'm not going to let anybody to tempt me and move in unforgiveness. No, you got to stay in control. And this is why the fruit of the spirit is so necessary. Self-control. Wow, this is a powerful one. Don't have time to talk about this. Too many people are out of control because they have not cultivated their self-control. You got to control you. You can never control people. You can never control situations, circumstances. I get it, man, because sometimes I'm dealing with people and I can't make them do it. I wish I could. I can't make them. I can't force them. But you know what I can do? I can control me. I can control my response, my attitude, because at the end of the day, what they choose not to do is not going to hurt me. What they choose not to go with is not going to stop my process. You got to really get this in your heart because sometimes people manipulate other people because they feel like they need them. No, who you need is your relationship with Christ. So we got to let people go. Let them do them. Let them go in whatever direction that they want to go. Because your destiny ain't tied to them. Your destiny is tied to Christ. It's tied to what he said about you. Your tomorrow. Tomorrow starts today. What are you going to do today? You know, you ever asked somebody ever asked you, what did you do today? And you said nothing. Now, there are times in our life where we just don't need to do nothing. But doing nothing is not what we're supposed to do every day. Yeah, you need to have a day where you relaxing, where you just rejuvenating. But that can't be every day. You want to be able to come out of every day other than when you're just need to relax and just need to rejuvenate. But other than that, you need to come out of every day saying, this is what I did. And everything that you're doing is building yourself up so that you can build somebody else up. Did you get it? I'm building myself up so that I can build somebody else up. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. I'm not leaving myself out. I'm building me because I need to get something out of this. Because if I can't get anything out of it, you can't get nothing out of it. Because there's too many people that are going without. Do unto others as you would have them to do for you. So we got to make sure that we're doing some things for ourselves. We got to make sure that we're building ourselves up in our most holy faith. Make sure we're praying, reading our Bible, making sure that we have peace in our mind and in our heart, joy in our life. All of these things are going to help you deal with life better. It's going to help you navigate through life's pitfalls and not feel like the world is crumbling all around you. And even if it does, you remember 2 Corinthians 4, 7 and 18, that everything that that you're going through. It's just a light thing. It's just for a moment. But there's so many other things. There's a weight of glory, a weight of God's power. And I am not looking at the things that I see because I even know that that too is temporary. That is subject to change. But the things that I don't see, 
Those are the things that God wants to show me, to enlighten me and to encourage me and give me hope in my walk with God. But that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray these few things that I share with you blessed you immensely. If it did, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Send that email today. I respond. I listen to it. I'll hit you back. Also, if you are a first-time visitor, again, to our show, I want you to go to my website, thomasadeloach.com. Look around. Connect with me. Find out who I am. Let's get connected. Let's talk. We are in this together. Let me partner with you and be an advocate for you so that I can build you up and get you stronger with these episodes that I'm bringing to you every day. Listen, I'm praying for you as always, believing God's best for you. Get out there and do something great because greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.